0: What I really love is to learn from other people's mistakes. And what I'm really hoping is that you'll get to learn from some of my mistakes so that you don't have to make those. Welcome to Begin As You Mean To Go On, the podcast for mission-driven service-based business owners who want to increase their income and their impact without burning out in the process. I'm your host, Karonda Adair, CEO of Carvel Digital, and in this introductory episode, I'm going to let you know a little bit about me, my story, how I got to this point in my career, and what you can expect from this podcast going forward. Before I dive in, let me first say thank you so much for listening. There are literally a million ways you could be spending your time and attention right now, so I'm honored and thankful that you've decided to lend me your ears and spend this time together, and I'm going to do my best to make it worth your while. So why should you listen to this? I'm going to tell you my superpower right off the bat. I'm a writer who became a developer who became a marketer. So here's what that means for you. Back in the day before email marketing was a thing or I even knew what that was, I started a little newsletter. I didn't know what to call it that, but that's what it was. And I called it ChickBeat. And I started that because I just had so many connections to so many people and I never really got to stay connected and talk with them. So I thought, I'll just write what's going on in my life and I'll send it out to people. And if people want to write back, great. And so I wrote this little newsletter and I just send it out from my Gmail account, BCCing everybody, which at least I knew to BCC. (laughs) And that's how I stayed in touch with people. And later on, when I became a developer, the reason that I did that was because of freedom. It wasn't because I loved to code. I barely understood code. It was actually very challenging for me to learn to code. I did it because I knew that I wanted to start a business and that was a skill that I could build a business around. The reason that's important for you is because many of you listening to this will have had the experience of hiring a developer to do something for you and really expecting them to play a marketing role when really that developer just loves code right? They want to code and do all the custom things and use all the latest JavaScript frameworks and they hand this over to you and you may or may not actually be able to use it because it's so custom and you're worried about breaking it. So that's where the marketing piece comes in. I realized pretty quickly as a developer that just handing over a website to someone wasn't actually helping their business. And so that's why I started to study marketing. And the marketing piece really brought in my love of communication and my writing abilities. And I got to wrap these things into something that becomes really valuable for a business owner. So that's the perspective that I'm going to be sharing from. And uh, if you find that valuable, then keep tuning in. So Let's talk about how did I get here. A lot of people see me as a techie person, which is which is accurate. Uh, a lot of people will ask me tech questions about tech that I actually don't have any idea about. There are a lot of different realms of tech, but it wasn't always that way. Like I said, it was actually very challenging for me to learn to code. And what happened was in 2006, I was working for a tiny little marketing startup. Mostly we were doing like direct mail. (laughs) Like Basically, we were sending junk mail to people like in the USPS. But we had a few web projects. And as the project manager there, I had a meeting one day with the web developer that we had contracted with. And the light bulbs that went off for me when uh, I left that meeting was that developer like came in, had the meeting, left, came in with this jaunty little cap and his little laptop, his Mac laptop. And I realized that guy is probably making more money than me, like a lot more. And also, he could work wherever he wanted to. And that literally just fired me up. And I went straight back to my desk and I looked up the local community college and I started researching how do I become a web developer? So that was the start. And, you know, I went through a long process going back to school, deciding to get a full degree, and I got mine. I got my degree in web design and interactive media from the Art Institute of Portland. So that was a whole journey in itself. And then when I graduated, which was in 2011, I went straight into an internship. I had gotten an internship uh, during my last year, and I went straight from that internship into working for this tech company. And I was writing code, I was making websites, I was making Drupal websites at the time. And I really learned a lot at that job. And even though I had the intention of wanting to start a business i knew that i i really wanted to learn in a structured environment i'm grateful for having that single job but what happened with that job is that eventually i got fired for a quote unquote culture fit my boss called me in and said hey you know your work's great but it's really not a culture fit and this is your last day and i was mad for about 15 minutes and then i realized hey this is time it's time to put my shingle out start doing my own thing so you know, with that, I took a little bit of time off, but in January of 2013, I hung out my shingle and I started making WordPress websites for folks. And I did a typical developer thing, which is I made some $500 websites. That's like a joke in the developer community. <laughs> I think everybody just starts out, you know, making these these little underpriced brochure websites that, that don't really work, honestly. And, you know, the first client that I got was someone that I met at the WordPress meetup and she was really gung ho. She wanted to give me like 40 hours a week of work. And I was like, that sounds like a job, which I just left. (laughs) and So I didn't agree to that. And I actually knew going in that this client wasn't a very good client, but it literally was my first one. And so I couldn't say no. But I knew going into that, I was like, okay, as soon as I can afford to. I'm going to fire this client and get better ones. And it took me eight months to do that. But the lesson I want to highlight there is that your business will grow and change. And even if you have to say yes to some things in the beginning, you still can have in mind what it is that you want, the future that you want. So I did what I had to do in the moment, but I knew where I was going and I kept my eye on the prize. So that's what I want you to to take away from that. The other thing I took away from those early days is that, again, putting out those little brochure websites. Didn't really do that much for anybody. Mostly the business owners didn't know how to use them, didn't keep them up to date. They got hacked and then they would come back to me with their hacked website, which I didn't want any part of. So very quickly, I started to think about what is it that actually, you know, how are people actually making money on the web? And that is what led me to start studying marketing. And I started to follow some folks and get into some masterminds and invest in coaching. And I really spent probably the last five years like studying with some of the best marketers out there. And what I learned is the website is really just the front door. It's just a place for people to go and find you. And if they walk through the front door, well, now you can start to build a relationship with them. And so I found out about email marketing and that was really the way that people were like building relationships with their audience and being able to grow those relationships and eventually ask for the sale. And this was great for my little writer heart because I'm like, oh, this is super exciting. The Only problem is I was still selling and making websites for people. And so a lot of times those business owners I could tell that they really didn't understand how to actually use their website for marketing. Like how to actually make it a tool in their business and so of course I would try to advise them and tell them about email marketing and lead magnets and all these things and that didn't always go over so well. A lot of times the attitude was kind of, you know, I'm just paying you to make the website, just make the website, let's get it launched. And so I did that, but it really kind of hurt my heart because the results of those projects were not what I knew that they could have been. I'm a very results oriented person. That's that's something you should know about me. And so I just kept pivoting and trying to figure out like, how can I get better results for these clients? And the fact that I'm results oriented is is why you know when I see people going into Facebook groups and saying things like, hey, what's a free tool that does X? I'm like, oh, wait, no. (laughs) How do you know that tool is actually going to give you the result, right? And this is part of my mentality is I don't think in terms of what is easy. I think in terms of what is actually going to get you the result that you want. If you're doing that, stop doing that (laughs) and really think about like, what's the result that you want to get from that tool? And if you have to pay for it, but you get the result, then You know, the net is the same, right? If you spend $50 a month on a tool, but you make $100 a month from that tool, then it's basically free. So that's just my pro tip around that. The other thing to know about me is I have definitely made some mistakes. I have been at this for, it'll be coming up on eight years in January, and you don't get that far in business without making mistakes. So I've made some really big mistakes. Some of them I'm still paying for, quite literally. (laughs) I'm still paying off debt from some of my mistakes. But one of the things that I've never done is I've never allowed the consequences of my mistakes to be an excuse for not moving forward. And I see this all the time. There's this mentality of, I took this risk and it didn't work out, and therefore I'm not going to take any more risks. And if that's your mentality, then you should just go see who's hiring because you're dead in the water as a business owner. Business is really about taking risks and you have to keep moving forward. It took me five, six, seven different coaches and mentors. I have learned from so many people to get to the point where I am now, and I'm sure I will learn from so many more. And some of those relationships were uh, more beneficial and more valuable than others, but I always took something from the experience. And that includes investing in mentorship or in courses. That includes working with clients that maybe didn't work out. You know, you're either, you're either winning or you're learning. So the only way you really lose is if you quit or if you do not mine your mistakes for the lessons so that you can not make those mistakes in the future. And what I really love is to learn from other people's mistakes. And what I'm really hoping is that you'll get to learn from some of my mistakes so that you don't have to make those, okay? So another important thing for y'all to know about me is that I really don't have time for your excuses. I really don't. Let me just give you some background about why that is. My grandmother is 96 years old. I just went to visit her. She's still ticking along where we don't know for how long, but I just think about how much she has seen in her life. Just think about it. A Black woman who is 96 years old, think about what that must be like i can't even imagine but she has been a welder she's been a nurse she's been a real estate agent she raised 7 really amazing children mostly on her own and so that's the example and the background that i've that i am coming from not to mention my mom, who is sadly no longer with us, but my mom was a force to be reckoned with. And she raised my sister and I also mostly on her own. She built a career and a legacy around giving kids a love of reading. And she actually has a library, the library that she worked in until her death named after her. So that's where I come from. And then there's me. I am a black gay woman living in one of the whitest large cities in the U.S. I live in Portland, Oregon, and I've survived over seven years in business before having quote unquote overnight success. (laughs) Things are going really well, but I I sacrificed a lot to get there um, and I had a lot of help getting there. And a lot of the clients that I work with, a lot of the folks that I talk to have a lot more privilege, assets, money, time, social capital than me or even anyone in my family. So when I'm sitting across from someone like that and they're telling me all the reasons why they can't do things, they can't take this risk, they can't post on Facebook, they can't you know, do whatever it is, all I'm really hearing is that it's not that important. It's just not that important to you. You don't want it badly enough, okay? Because it's not necessary. And I really think what we get in life is what we absolutely have to have. And we go after those things and we're passionate about those things and we don't quit until we get those things. And that's the attitude that you have to have in business. That's the attitude that, I've seen all the successful business owners I follow. That's the attitude that they have. That said, one of the reasons that I have such a large body of business content is because I really do understand that you don't always have the resources to pay for the help you need. Okay. So, you know, you can visit my blog, you can visit my resource vault. I have all sorts of totally, completely free resources out there to help folks at whatever stage of business if you're struggling with marketing, if you're struggling with content. And the reason that I do that is because it shows me who's really serious. You might not have the money to hire me or to hire someone, but the answer Is out there. And so when someone comes to me and they're telling me they can't do this and they can't do that, and they're just, they've been struggling with this for so long, and I see they're not using any of the resources that are available to them and they're not taking action, then I know that's someone I'm not gonna waste my my time with. Okay. So no room for your excuses. On a personal note, if you're wondering, I am married to an amazing woman, and we are owned by two cats, Oz and Xander, and yes, they are named after Buffy characters, and we have a two-year-old Vishla named Obi, and he's completely taken over our lives in a good way. So you might hear in the future some dog training business analogies, because that's one of my favorite ways to communicate. So before I wrap this up, I wanna talk a little bit about the context for some of the advice that I'm gonna be giving you in later episodes. The first thing to know is that everything that I say is for business owners at all levels. A lot of things that I talk about might seem really basic or like it's targeted toward new business owners, but these are foundational principles. And for sure, if you're in your first few years of business, then you're going to find these episodes helpful. But I've also had clients who have been in business for 5, 10, 15 years, and they were still hustling, they were still struggling, they were still undercharging because they hadn't mastered some of the Basics that I'm going to talk about in future episodes. So, what do I mean when I say business owners? What do I mean when I say business? I really like this definition that I found on Investopedia, which is the organized efforts and activities of individuals to produce and sell goods and services for profit. Now, let's pick that apart a little bit. Here's what I love about that it's organized. It's organized efforts and activities of individuals, right? It's not haphazard activities. It's not random activities. It's organized activities, right? So you're developing a system or a collection of systems. And the second thing I like about that is that it talks about selling goods and services. Now, I'm really focused on helping service-based business owners, but the key there is that you're selling something. Okay, and a lot of people have a lot of head trash around selling and um, we're gonna talk about that too in later episodes, but the key is I'm really focused on talking to folks who have a value-based business where you're exchanging your services for money, (laughs) okay? And when I talk to people and then we really start to dig into their business, a lot of y'all are out here saying you have a business when what you really have is a hobby. Um, And that brings in the third point of this definition, which is profit. Okay, you can be working really hard and you can be making a lot of money or very little money. But the reality is, if you're not keeping that money, like if you if you're spending all the money that you make, then you have no profit. Okay, and that's not really a sustainable business. That's a nonprofit or maybe a hobby. So if that's something that you struggle with, absolutely stay tuned, because later in the season, I'm going to introduce you to someone who can definitely help you on the profit side. So lastly, I want to talk about the title of this podcast, Begin As You Mean To Go On. What do I mean by that? The easiest way to communicate this is stop making short-sighted decisions. This is especially true with newer business owners, but I see it across the spectrum where you come to a decision and you're not really thinking about the far-ranging consequences of that decision. Where I see it the most is the free tools example that I gave. You're just thinking about well, I don't have any money, so let me use this free tool, and not thinking about is that tool actually going to serve your business? Is it going to help you bring in revenue and profit? And so we're going to talk a lot about not just the immediate consequences, but the second and third and the fourth order consequences of some of these decisions that I see folks making. And what that looks like, in case you're wondering, what that looks like in practice most often is When it comes to making investments in your business, all you can see is that money going out of your bank account and you can't see the return that you're gonna get on the other side. Or more importantly, you can't see the opportunity cost of staying stuck and doing nothing just because you perceive this risk as being too much. So begin as you mean to go on is really about when you make a decision in your business, whether that be about hiring or about technology, really thinking not just about what do I need right now? What do I need next month? What do I need in the next three months? But what is your business going to look like in a year or two years or three years from now? And is that tool, is that technology, is that process, is that system, is that person going to help you with that long-term goal? So that's where I'm going to come from in this podcast, and you're going to hear a lot about considerations for those decisions. So get used to that word. It's one of my favorite words. So that's me, and that's a wrap for episode one. I want to let you know you can find all the show notes and links for this episode at carveldigital.com slash one. I really hope you've gotten some value from listening to this, and if you did, do me a favor, make sure you hit the subscribe button now so you get notified of future episodes. This podcast is anywhere that you like to listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, whatever platform you use, please go ahead and leave a five-star rating and review right now. It's going to help me get the word out so we can help more business owners. Now, I bet there's something that I've said and you thought to yourself, ooh, so-and-so needs to hear this. Do me a favor and go share it with them right now. Thank you so much for listening. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about the single most important thing you need to have in order to succeed in business. Until then, begin as you mean to go on.